hello. It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Katie Bell over Zoom video. Katie was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, and she talks about how she got into music, was interested in music and performing from a very early age. When she was in fifth grade, she was driving to the mall with her mom and brother, and one of those radio commercials came on about, you know, does your kid want to be on Nickelodeon or whatever it is? Uh, call this number. So her brother calls the number. Her mom was like, ah, eh, they're just going to ask for money. Her brother calls the number. They end up going to this audition, and Katie gets through. She makes it through the, the judges. She ends up getting called back. She goes back, goes back for singing, ends up getting asked to go to New York to meet with Capitol Records. She gets to New York. They say they love her voice. They want to work with her. She gets into a, like a development deal with Capitol. They send her to Nashville to record two songs. She still has those two songs up. You can listen to them, which is awesome. Her at 11. From there, she goes back to Atlanta. And Vine is really popular at this time. She's able to find her way onto a tour with other influencers where they go to different elementary schools and middle schools and talk to kids about how they were bullied. She was bullied in middle school and uh, they talk about bullying and being nice to each other. And she does this for the next five years from eighth grade all through high school. She spends her time touring different elementary schools and middle schools. They perform a song. They talk to the kids. Just super cool. She quote unquote ages out of that. And then she tries out for American Idol. She tells us the story about getting the DM invitation to try out for Idol. She goes through the producer rounds, two producer rounds, makes it on to the judges round. She gets in. So she ends up going to Hollywood Week. We talk about American Idol quite a bit and how that opened the doors for her music career now. She talked to us about the new music she's been working on, recording in San Diego. And all about her most recent song called Now That I Know. You can watch the interview with Katie on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Katie Bell. Awesome. Well, this podcast is about you, uh, your journey in music, and we'll talk about the new song you have out as well. Yay! Love it. Awesome. I did uh, see, are you from Atlanta, Georgia originally? Yes, I am. Born and raised? Born and raised, and I still live there, actually. Oh, awesome. Tell me about that. So I grew up in a suburb of Atlanta. Um, it's called Marietta, quite a, a large suburb. If you're familiar with the I'm, Atlanta, area. I'm new to like even. I guess I don't even know if I'm. It's I guess it's more of the south now. I'm in Nashville, but I'm from California, yeah. San Diego. So oh I've my god, here. I was just in San Diego last week. That's crazy. Were you really? I love San yeah, Diego. Yeah, I just got back on Tuesday. Yeah, it, it's great. I went out on. Um, I was there over Easter and me and my manager went on like a, like a dinner cruise and it was, just, oh, it was, was it on the horn blower? Was it on and you go around the bay? Yeah, I think it actually was the horn blower, but I swear to God, we were the youngest ones in there by like, oh, totally. Years. 
Oh, yeah, nobody exactly. Was talking, nobody was dancing. It was the most yeah. weird. Like, it was the weirdest thing, honestly. That's funny. Uh, my <laughs> my wife and I went. Was it? It might have been. No, it wasn't. Wouldn't have been Easter. Maybe it was Valentine's Day or something yeah, like something this. Was like a that. handful of years ago. And the same thing. I was like, gosh, did I book like this? <laughs> Not knowing yeah, it was going to be for like senior citizens. My manager was so excited. She's like, I've been on so many of these. Like, there's so much fun. We're going to get like so drunk and have such a good time. <laughs> and we get drunk, but we were the only ones having that kind of a time. So sure. they have like the was, champagne brunch or something like that on there. Yeah, for there sure. For sure. They like greeted up with greeted us with a glass of champagne and all that. Sure. I, um, I used to work for a radio station in San Diego and we used to do this event on that thing every year. Like (laughs) it was a, it was a Halloween party and there was to be a band. That sounds fun. No, so it was cool. Like we, they rented the whole boat, but yeah. And you like bring like your friends were there. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it was a fun time. I guess my point is going to be where, so they, they drive you out and everyone's partying and everything. And like, we're on the radio. So everyone's talking about it. it's, you know, a thing that's happening in San Diego. So all the police know that this is happening and then you have yeah. to get off, right? You get off the the boat and now you're like on the side of the road and they're just like, yeah. all yeah. these drunk people are going to head somewhere. Hopefully it's not to their car. So it's like, you know, yeah right it was just like an instant DUI for anyone that was driving yeah, home yeah, seriously I mean little, <laughs> you know the little peddlers like the bikers with the yeah. carriage we we were riding those oh there you go yeah. safe traveling that's awesome yeah. okay well cool that's right. rather you're in San Diego <laughs> well let's talk about you so born and raised suburb outside of Atlanta what was it like growing up there very much how you would probably expect it quite Bible belt, but you know, still Mm -hmm. in a little bit of a cosmopolitan city. So, um, I had like a good, like affluent childhood, you know, growing up with other cultures and just all different types of kids. And, and that was really fun. But, um, once I was in eighth grade, I started, I begged my mom to homeschool me. I should say I, I begged her. Okay. So I could travel for music. Really? So, so you I, knew that yeah, early my, on. My childhood ended quite early. <laughs> yeah, I was I was put to work by choice, but but yeah, I I started working when I was like in eighth grade. As a singer, or because I know you model as well. Yeah, as a singer, and the modeling kind of came a little bit later. Um, as I got like a little bit older and kind of. I mean, in the most like proper way, like developed more, I guess. And, you know, like sure. got taller and like, you know, like grew into myself. Um, but yeah, that was music when I was, um, you know, eight, wow. in eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. So how did you then, when did you get into music? I got into music at like as early as I can remember. I think I was, I know I was eight years old the first time I ever like was on stage and like singing. And that was wow. for you know like a school play. But okay. sure enough, that was my first time like with a solo song to perform on stage. Um, and then, yeah, my first time ever in a recording studio, I was like 11 years old. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Were you in chorus or anything before that play? Is I that how it started? Wasn't. I actually wasn't in chorus. Sorry. Nice. I had an alarm set for you and it's <laughs> um, all good. Yeah. I actually wasn't in chorus. 
I did not like the chorus teacher and I did not, I never really like got on with the thought of someone telling me what to do when it came to music. Like I was born stubborn. I already knew when I was like in middle school, I'm like, I don't want anybody telling me how to sing. (laughs) And like, you know, like technique is one thing, but like choosing songs for me and like, I'm not really much of a musical theater Broadway connoisseur. Mm -hmm. So like, I like it. I appreciate it. I enjoy it, but that's not really like my niche. Sure. So it was, it's a lot of that kind of music and chorus anyways. Like, I wanted to be singing Beyonce. Right. You didn't get to go and sing pop songs, right? Yeah. (laughs) So chorus was a no for me. Okay. And, (laughs) but you, you were into the theater a bit, at least you were, I mean, yeah, yeah. The like um, every single year our school would do like a a play. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I wanted to be a part of that because that was the only kind of arts really we had in, mm-hmm. in my school sports were a lot cooler. So I didn't have so many options when it came to, you know, being on stage. So that was the best I could get. And I did was you, all over. Did you take voice lessons or anything or was it just all yes. self-taught? So when did you start? Yeah. Those? I started taking vocal lessons around when I was 10 years old. Okay. I got scouted by Capitol records at a talent competition Whoa. Um, okay. So how did tell yeah, me? Yeah. So okay. I was preparing. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was a whole talent competition. So when did you join this talent competition? When I was like in fifth grade, oh, I was man. like, and I you just knew your like, how did you, okay. So how did you find the talent competition and then get involved in that? Were you already I don't obviously know singing remember, quite a bit, but th- yes, I already knew I had already been singing in school at this point and already knew that I was super interested in this. Of course, I was so young. So like I was saying that I wanted it to be my career, but like I had no clue yet, mm-hmm. you know, but like I was really, really interested in it. So like I knew I wanted to do more than just like do it at school. Um, and it's funny, I was actually going to the mall one day with my mom and my brother and one of those radio commercials came on like do you want to be in a TV show? Like, <laughs> sure. Like on Disney channel. Yeah. Like, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I'm like, Oh my God, mom, like call them, like tell Come them down to the I, mall. Tell them, that <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. tell them that like, I am listening to the radio right now. And like, I'm on my way. Like I'm going to, I'll come. <laughs> and you know, little 10 year old me, like, I don't know anything about anything. I had no clue. It wasn't that easy. <laughs> of course I know now, but yeah, my brother actually was the one who called for me and was like, hey, like my sister wants to audition. And yeah. <laughs> and so I you, went to the audition and they like accepted me through the audition. So I was cleared to compete. And basically what the competition was, was several categories of, you know, entertainment, whether it be mm-hmm. like modeling, acting, like TV commercial, monologue, a dance, um, singing, literally like all of the categories and you could sign up for right you could sign up for whichever ones you you know wanted to shoot your shot at of course if they like approved you you know you couldn't Mm -hmm. if you were tone deaf they weren't gonna let you like enter the singing competition (laughs) sure you know what i mean like there there were some guidelines yeah right yeah, it was. Well, you like, had to get well, through the first people, right? You had to get through the gatekeepers that were like, okay, now yeah, you have the right. opportunity you gotta get through to, the gatekeepers. to yeah. sign this piece of paper, write on this piece of paper saying you want to come back to sing or whatever it may be. Yeah, okay. right. And 
and they bring in all of these agents from mm-hmm. different agencies, management companies. I mean, yeah, just like literally anything you can imagine. And Capitol Records was there. There's probably almost 200 agents at this event. And I only got three callbacks, which is, you know, not, not that good. But three <laughs> um, more pe- three people at least were interested. Well, they, they say that all you need is one. Right. And even out of those three callbacks, there is only one person who really like followed up with me. And that was Capitol Records. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so they were what interested in doing like a development deal with you or? Yeah. A develop. Yeah. Yeah. Since I was so young. And of course my mom was like, I was attached at her hip cause she had of course. to like yeah. sign everything for me and be there and, and all of that. So she was traveling with me. They flew me and her up to New York, their New York offices, literally for a day we had the first flight in in the morning and like the last flight out at night we didn't even like stay the night um and they basically were just like yeah we think you have so much talent for how young you are and it can only you know continue to be developed right Mm -hmm. so we want to send you to nashville and get you a writing session there and um you know some studio time there and see what we can do for you. And I worked with Jamie O'Neill, who's a Grammy nominated country artist. And um, we're still very good friends. Her daughter is going off to college. And like, (laughs) I was literally crying about it this morning. Her daughter was seven when I met her and she's literally going to college now, which is, makes me feel so old, but Anyways, um, yeah. You were like, what, 11 when you went to do this? So Yeah, right. <laughs> it's only like right, so like I'm not old either I'm way. like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird, though, that she's like in college because she was a baby. But but yeah, they sent me to Nashville and I worked with Jamie and we did two songs um, together. And that kind of like wow. was the beginning of my professional. So career. it sounds like your family's pretty obviously uh, big advocates of what you're doing and super supportive if they're willing to travel with you to New York. And not only that, take you to this thing. Cause if I remember hearing those things in the the radio, I'm like, mom, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, that's just going to be some scam that you're going to have to sign up for their school. And they're going to pay you. And that's what my mom said. Yeah. I'm like, okay. My brother, my brother was like, come on. Like what's the worst that could happen if they ask us for money, we'll just say no. Right. Right. You wow. have to give the credit card number. So That's he's rad, like, yeah, though. Like, what's what's the worst thing that could happen? So. Older brother or younger brother? Older, older. Yeah. That's he's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So he okay. So then you ended up obviously advancing. You you get through. Now you're in Nashville. You write two songs in Nashville. What was that experience yeah. like? I mean, being that young and you're working with this huge artist. Yeah, they did a great job of kind of dipping my toe in the water first and kind of easing me into things. Mm -hmm. Jamie couldn't have been a better artist to work with. She was like so overwhelming because of how talented she is and just like her accolades. Mm -hmm. But she was like, she's a mom. So she was very like patient with me and it was easy for her to work with me, I think, because she had, you know, a young daughter who was even younger than me at the time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they were just they treated me so well and they were so good to me. And it was a very big 
looking back on it, like, it's so crazy. Like it was such a big thing to ask of me, but Mm -hmm. yeah, they really, they really, I think did such a great job of pulling it off and making me feel comfortable and like only pushing me so hard and knowing like when I needed, you know, when we needed to call it a day and like, and, and that kind of stuff. And I really, I really appreciate that because I look back and I think if I would have had a traumatizing experience, it's hard to say where I would be now. Right. You, know, you probably wouldn't want to really, continued. Yeah. If I would have had a really bad first studio experience, which I really don't even, that's not my favorite part to begin with. Um, that's very tedious for me. Mm-hmm. I love to be like out on stage and, you know, like out in the world. I don't like being like in the studio, like, focusing so hard, so much pressure to get everything perfect. Um, even though of course it has to be done, but, but yeah, it's, it's really hard to say where I would be right now. If that first initial session with Jamie didn't go as well as it did, Mm -hmm. it was a huge blessing. Were your friends aware of what you were doing? I mean, you're 11 years old, you're in like fifth grade and you're like, Hey, I'm going to New York and then going to, you know, Nashville to write some songs on Capitol, like no big deal. They like knew <laughs> what was going on, but I don't think they could like comprehend. Got and it. And they still can't. Like they still can't. I've <laughs> they still always can't. Really, I've always had a really hard time with like having friends, honestly. And I think it is because of my work. Um, I have like such a crazy schedule. Like one of my friends asked me just yesterday to hang out tomorrow. And then last night I like booked a flight for this morning. So like I have <laughs> Sorry. Like I, have, I have a pretty crazy schedule. So I feel like some of my relationships suffer from that. Mm-hmm. And then also it is really hard to understand my lifestyle and right. all totally. the things that I do. And yeah, it's, it's a hard job. It's exhausting. And um, I really need specific people in my life to like contribute to my life instead of like draining me even more from what I'm, already like Mm -hmm. busy doing no i totally i can relate to that for sure it's hard to find to find good people to spend time with yeah right but i have i have a few friends and like you really only need like one or two super solid people in your life and then everybody Mm -hmm. else an extra right right (laughs) like nobody really has that many close friends right (laughs) Right. Right. It's uh, there's like, I forgot there's a saying about that. Like in high school you have, you know, 30 close friends. And then as you get older, it just diminishes to like (laughs) one or two. Yeah. But like, you can really like tell everything to and like share all like your good and bad moments with. So. Right. 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 Well, um, Uh, to answer your question, no, my friends had no (laughs) clue what was going on (laughs) when I was 11. (laughs) Well, you did that. And then whatever came of that deal, did it just kind of not work out the way that it was all panned out to be? Or it wasn't a label deal because I wasn't an artist yet. Okay. You know, like I had no music. It was a complete, like you said earlier, it was a complete developmental deal. So they, they did their job with me and their, their goal with me was to place me with someone in Nashville and to, release some music and Mm -hmm. so that's what they did did you release those songs that you cut there yeah oh wow that's awesome do you have them on somewhere yeah you can still listen to them they're in they're out there on the internet world oh that's awesome yeah they are yeah for sure (laughs) you ever listen back to your 11 year old self 
who I am and up to me. If you're ever looking that those are the first oh, two. Okay. I'm going to look for them. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and you just asked, do I ever listen to myself? Yeah. No. Do you listen to the, have you listened to those songs in a while? Those old I ones. Do. Those okay. specific ones. I don't think, well, I've listened to who I am with probably within the last six months. Really? Yeah. I That's just, cool to hear yourself at 11. Right. And see where you're at now. Yeah, I kind of think of it. It's like going back and looking through your old yearbook. It's like, wow, look at how far we've come. The sure. Yeah, I like that. When you were in, you said in eighth grade is when you ended up doing homeschooling. Yeah. So between fifth and eighth grade, were you back in school and were you still pursuing music or like what were those years? Yeah, like? I was raised in a private school, like a Lutheran church school. Mm-hmm. And then in fifth grade, I begged my mom to let me go to public, pri- school? Uh, public oh. school mm-hmm. for middle school. So I was there for sixth and seventh. And then I. We're out. Even though middle school is the worst years ever. Middle school was the worst. Did you have a hard time in public school? (laughs) I imagine. I I don't think you could have had a harder time than my time. I'm so sorry. Like, (laughs) I I feel so bad for for middle school kids. I'm like, that's the worst. Those are the worst years. I do too. And it makes me like so sad when I hear um, of people who have great school experiences. Cause I'm like, wow, like that existed. <laughs> I hated my life every day. Right? I had to go to school. <laughs> I hated that place. <laughs> so I'm glad uh, that's over. <laughs> sure. Sure. So in eighth grade, you are still singing or like, are, what, like, as far as you, you leave the school. To just eighth grade, I went on pursue. tour. You went on tour. Okay. So tell me about yeah, where, this, where is the music journey going? Okay. <laughs> I have, okay. So eighth grade, this is, we're now in the dawn of social media. Instagram okay. has just come out. Vine is like popping off. If you remember. Okay. Vine. Oh, I do. You Gosh, do. I'm old. You were in eighth grade at that time. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like <seven laughs> So me and my mom get together and she was my manager for a long time. And she's still like my advisor. I like to say, like I always ask for her. Well, I can't say always, but I ask for her opinion a lot. Mm -hmm. And regardless whether I ask for it, she's going to give it to me anyways, but that's a different story. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, we were kind of like conversing one day, like, how are we going to get me out there? Mm -hmm. And this is the dawn of social media, right? So we're like, what is this tool? People are starting to like get famous on Instagram. What can we do with this? So she did some researching. And this was also during the time. What was it called? Oh, my God. What was it called? It was this like tour of all of these Vine boys and they were oh, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I can't remember what it's called. I cannot though, remember I kn- the name of it. But it I do like, know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, so you do know. Okay. So we'll we'll probably think of the name in a second. But it it was in also the era of all of that. So my mom was basically looking for a tour like that to sure. put me on. Because it was like an influencer tour type thing, right? Like the yeah, people that before, were big like, on those apps. Yeah. Was like a thing. Yeah. Right. And it was like I thought it was better then than it is now because people were actually showing up Mm -hmm. to these shows to like see you in person, you know, like 
these fans like were so obsessed with getting to see these internet people like in person during this time. So it was just like a huge moment to really like, um, extort social media. Mm-hmm. So my mom found this kind of like B list tour of, a. Uh, probably like five or six other solo artists around my age. We were all literally kids mm-hmm. um, with parental supervision. Of course we were, <laughs> <laughs> we were traveling basically city to city, state to state, like school to school. And we are going to middle and elementary schools. And we are speaking to these kids about our personal bullying experiences, which I thought was super cool. That's rad. Yeah. It was like an anti-bullying tour. So we were okay. like, we were giving them advice and speaking to them on like a super personal level. And then afterwards we were giving them a whole performance. Like we had a fog machine, we had lights, like all this stuff. And we were singing, Mm -hmm. you know, like the hits at the time. So they were all songs that the kids knew it. It was an incredible experience. And I did that for four years. Um, Wow. Well, really, I guess five, because it was eighth grade all the way till my senior year of high school. So you were just on the road constantly doing that? Yeah. That's cool. How many schools do you think you went to? And did you go to the oh same schools God. like after like after a tour? In the five years that I was on that school, we probably did a thousand schools. Like how wow. many? I don't know. How many but you did it like like one year you would do like you would go around the whole country to different through through different schools and districts. No, we did it like regionally. Gotcha. But still, that's and awesome. There's so many schools yeah. that you could and so many and kids you can impact. Cover, so we definitely oh, yeah. go everywhere, but we hit a lot of them. That's rad. Yeah. It was crazy. We were doing two shows a day. I was like 15. Oh my God. And we were playing shows on the weekends and we were all like hotel hopping and we had vans <laughs> that we were carrying all of our merch and stuff. And it, it seems like another life now, but. But yeah. did you have like your own stuff, like Katie Bell t-shirts and, or was yeah, it like yeah, part of, like were you guys like a collective? Oh, wow. And, yeah. All that stuff. Cups, That's awesome. Pens and pencils. Cause you know, they're in school, like use my pen. Wow. Were you like, yeah. stay in school, even though I dropped out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't think I killed one kid in there. To I'm stay just in kidding. <laughs> I was just like, don't be mean to your friends. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you did that all the way through high school then. So that was like your music yeah. thing. You were doing that, performing. Yeah, and- I wasn't making a whole lot of music then. I was really just like performing. But that's so it. cool. That's, yeah. To perform and then do that. Whoa. So when do you, like, after that's done, when do you, what, what's the next thing you, you start to do? Was it write songs? Or was I, it- yeah, I started to get more into the studio. Um, mm-hmm. And I did that transition from country to pop. Okay. Um, back in 2018. Um, and that was like a year and a half or so after I graduated high school mm-hmm. and like, done with the tour because I was kind of like too old to be on it at that point mm-hmm. uh, I was like over 18 so you, you aged out of the elementary I aged school, out of it. school yeah, I started when I was young and fresh that's crazy 14 that's so years crazy. old and I I stayed on it as long as I could and mm-hmm. I yeah, got too old but um yeah then I went into the studio started recording music and then 
end of 2018, I filmed American Idol. Okay. And that was my next yeah. chapter. So tell me about American Idol. Was that something that you ended up having to stand in line and audition for? Because I've heard, I've talked to a lot of people that have been on that show. Um, some stories are, yeah, they kind of like gave me the pass and like I got to go to the judges or uh, yeah, man, yeah. I had to stand in line. Like, you know, Katie Turner and David Cook were two people that actually that I've talked to that actually had to stand within the whole line. So I don't know. Like, oh, but then David there's other. Cook? That's funny. Yeah. Oh, did you know? Like, well, David Cook. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. He, he didn't even want to do it. He was standing in line with his brother. <laughs> I, I didn't either. That's so crazy. he was standing in line waiting with his brother because his brother wanted to do it. And then he ended up just being like, well, I've been waiting for like all day. I might as well just, you know, do it also. And then he ended up was the one that obviously went through and then he wins the whole thing. That's so sad, but like what yeah. a great story. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, so sad for his Meanwhile, brother. his brother's like at working like a kiosk at the mall. No, I don't know what his brother does, but like <laughs> he likes that sometimes. <laughs> uh, but that's crazy, right? So you did you wait in line and ever and did that whole I didn't wait in line. No. Okay. So you um, got the pass. I had the opportunity to audition for American Idol for years, obviously. I mean, anyone can do it technically. Right. And I, everyone was always like, do it, do it, do it. And then I got so tired of people telling me that I needed the show to make something of myself mm-hmm. that I was like, I don't ever want to go on American Idol. I'm so sick and tired of people, t- people telling me like, oh, have you gone on a singing show? Like, that's just like, it was the most annoying thing for me to hear for the longest time. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're a singer? Have you tried out for American Idol before? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever heard of American Idol? No, I've never heard of it. Like, (laughs) no, I'm I'm like 18. I've never heard of the show. Yeah. So it really like turned me off for a long time. And then 2018 comes around and I get a DM on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You're like, hey, um, this is a representative of American Idol. And like, how would you feel about auditioning? And I actually think I sent him back something kind of like bitchy. I think I responded and was like, haha, like get out of my DMs. Like, don't be sending me things like this, like pretending like you're American Idol. Right. Like, no, like, what's your email? Like, I'll send you an email. I'm like, okay, like, here's my email. And sure enough, it was, it was really like a guy. A from producer American from Idol. American Idol. Wow. Yeah, I remember being sassy with him, like giving him attitude about sliding into my DMs. Like, Well, I'm sure that's, a, they probably get that all the time, I would think. Well, though. They probably are just used to it. Accounts. He had no profile picture. It was like user 11527. Like, really? Fake, right? Oh, that's super fake. Well, but it wasn't. He was just being super discreet, I guess. Right. But, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder how many, like how many people that have been reached out to that way that are just like, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. No one that I like keep in touch with from Idol. Not okay. that I know. That's we cool though. Stories, but yeah. Wow. So okay. So this person, so, so you out. actually read it and then you respond and say, okay. Um, yeah. And he sends me this like official email, like an official invitation, 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 invitation. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. Had a moment there. It's all good. Um, And yeah, they were doing a like the first rounds before celebrity judges. They were doing an audition in Atlanta 
and I went to it because I'm like, why not? I guess. And then I made it through and I'm like, oh shit, like, I guess I have to do this. <laughs> so then I got, which I mean, I did want to do it. Like, right, I, don't of wanna, course. I don't want to pretend like, oh, I guess I have to do this. Right. Um, so but, you did the audition to what the producers or something? Yes, I okay. did an audition with producers and then I did another audition with producers. Same night, two different rooms. Like I went from one room and then they're like, passed me on to the other room and then they're like, come to Louisville, Kentucky to do a celebrity audition, which was the panel. And that was like where I would get my golden ticket. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I made it through and I'm like, well, I can't like not go. I have to like try right. I've made it through two rounds already, like off camera. So yeah, I just kept shooting my shot and I made it through a few rounds and it ended up being like, honestly, one of the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm, uh, I could not be more happy and like proud of myself that I, I did that. Yeah. That's, I watched the video of you like going like the, obviously when you got chosen through, like, it's just really cool to kind of see that, like you just coming out and her being like Katie and you're like, yeah, I spelled it with I, you know, like, <laughs> like, just like, it, it's so cool to see those moments and I'm sure for you to watch back and be like, it was probably just a blur until you see it on it camera was. and I, you're like, Oh I wow. Completely blacked out. And then I see it on TV and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I forgot. I said that. Like, I don't even <laughs> that talk about that. Yeah. That's a rad though. And then when you, so once that you get through that, like what is like, you know, you were on it, you get to a certain point and how does that like open the doors for you in your career or does it? It definitely does, but you have to work it, especially when you get kicked off kind of early. Like I did, I stayed on long enough to like get my Instagram verification and I had a really good audition tape. Uh -huh. So I think that worked in my favor. And um, I mean, I know other contestants that were on it several rounds past me and they didn't get any TV time at all. Yeah, so I was really, yeah, I got really blessed to be on TV so much because I truly got like my 15 minutes of fame out of the only like 15 minutes I truly had on the show. <laughs> And then that kind capitalized of, on your time. I, I, it could not have worked out more perfectly because we get no say in what footage they use. And right, they of course actually, not. I wasn't too, um, upset with, you know, how they portrayed me. Yeah. They put you in a pretty good light for sure. They did. They did. Could have been worse. Could have been better, but I'm, I'm happy. I, I'm happy. I, I, yeah. I made it out, you know, unharmed, sure, <laughs> but, sure. um, but yeah, it really opened the doors just, you know, on a promotional side, so many people like learned about who I am, mm -hmm. just like, my name and all of that. So that was amazing. I've gotten several modeling jobs and other music gigs because of, you know, my time on Idol. Um, and with modeling jobs, it's more so just like the exposure, like, oh, I saw you on American Idol and you're really pretty, like, come mm -hmm. do this, you know, that kind of thing. But sure. Yeah, it's just open the gates. And then, you know, I've gotten to collaborate with more artists because of it, you know, like other artists that have been on the show or in a similar situation as me have reached out to me to, you know, work mm -hmm. together, or like at least just build a relationship as um, colleagues and stuff like that. So 
Yeah, it's been, I, I think it, it couldn't have gone better unless, you know, I would have made it maybe a little bit farther, but it's hard to say, you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really happy with how everything ended up. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've had people on the show that hadn't made it very far either. And they're like, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I didn't get tied into yeah. any sort of deal or any contract with them. And, you know, I got to do what I wanted to do and it was, yeah. So it's a learning experience. It was mm -hmm. like, it was great for the whole exposure and like business side, but Mm -hmm. for me personally, like as a human and then me as an artist, I just learned so much that you honestly can't be taught unless you like are there in real life. You know what I mean? It's not something you can read in a book. It's something you have yeah, to experience. Yeah, life experience, exactly. Yeah, just so much life experience in the matter of like a month. It was crazy. It yeah. was crazy. My life flashed before my eyes. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're off the show and uh, are you writing music again? Is it like right back yeah. in the studio to try to release songs to kind of, right. and is it like you got to build on that momentum, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the momentum with Idol is kind of dying down because that was, you know, almost four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I keep the momentum up just by being active on social media and by, by doing interviews. Um, and my trip to San Diego the other week, last week actually, mm-hmm. was an entire writing and recording session. So that whole trip was just me writing and recording. Were you in LA most of the time or were you in San Diego? San Diego. Yeah. Really? Yeah. My team relocated out of LA once COVID hit. Sure. Um, Smart idea. Yeah. Had a house in both places and ended up selling the one in LA and just like staying in. He lives in La Mesa. Oh, I know. I do. I know La Mesa very well. This is the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Not far out of San Diego. Yeah. Um, So is is that where the studio is that you worked at and everything? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Very yeah, cool. So they're a great team. Um, my producer, Just Scan, works with Jason Mraz and Bernie Toppin. And, sure. Um, a amazing background vocalist. Her name's Rebecca Jade. She just recorded with me on some of the songs that I was recording out there last week. So super excited for... Um, for some more releases this year. Amazing. Are you doing live shows yet? Or I am. Okay. Thank God. Tell me about those. I am. I have some set up for the Atlanta area um, mm-hmm. in May and June. And I want to continue to add, but you know, we're slowly getting back into things. Right, I'm doing a of lot of private events right now. Like I get booked to do a lot of weddings. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm doing, I do those almost every single weekend, um, in like the Southeast region. So I am performing live, but I'm not singing original music. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that must be same, a, same, a lot same, of different. Right. And those are probably what, like three hours, four hour sets that you have to do for yeah. a wedding. Oh man. Yeah. A proper three hours, but <laughs> they feed us, they feed us and that's they good. will give me a few glasses of wine. So I can't complain. That doesn't hurt, right? And I don't yeah. have to drive, so. There you go, there you go. Yeah. Well, so you've been recording in San Diego, what, a week ago or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like, song you just released, Now That I Know. It's the newest yeah. song. Uh, was that, do you record all your songs in San Diego or just that? 
those newer ones? Um, these newer ones have been recorded in San Diego. All of my older ones were recorded in Nashville. I still work oh. out of Nashville, and I also work with some people in LA as well. Okay. So the past few releases have been from my team in San Diego, um, but it's a mix. Sure. It just, you know, depends on what I'm feeling. And, you know, sometimes we write songs and we don't like them enough to release them. So, right. You know, and it happens. They don't all right. get released, but mm-hmm. it's a process. <laughs> well, what, tell me about now that I know. Is that from San Diego or is it Nashville, LA? Yeah, that is a San Diego song. Okay. I think I could hear San Diego in there. Yeah, right. No, it was kidding. actually written by <laughs> someone from France, actually. Wow. Uh, yeah, his name is Jean Castel, and he is so good. He signed with Universal, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. I want to say Universal over in France. He's, like, so freaking good. So, yeah, he helped write Now That I Know. He's a co-writer on it, along with Michael and Nancy Natter, who write a lot with um, Jason Mraz, and mm-hmm. then um, a girl named Haley Morrissey. Um, yeah, she's amazing. And yeah, the song is basically written over, you know, a relationship that's kind of taken its course. And I really love it because the theme, like the whole movie theme of it is just like so fun to me. And I love Tarantino movies. So I thought that was such a cool little like uh, name drop in there mm-hmm. <laughs> with the Tarantino movies. Yeah. Um, and I really am a huge fan of Dua Lipa right now in this kind of like new age disco dance kind of sound. Yeah. And I heard that a little bit. And now that I know, and the music that I was recording last week has a lot more of that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's another reason why I really, really love the song because just the music of it is what I'm vibing with right now and just makes me want to dance. So (laughs) amazing. Amazing. Well, I appreciate you doing this, Katie. Thank you so much. I know you've that, of course had a crazy schedule and i yeah, uh, and you so got off a plane earlier no 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 no. i mean you got off a plane and you're like yeah i'll do it i'm like oh man okay <laughs> i'm used to it i'm used to it by now as okay. long as it's cool with you all the oh no times no it's all good it's all good again i appreciate it i have one more question i want to know if you have yes. any advice for aspiring artists i always do it's like which advice do i want to give what all am I of feeling? it god all of it we would be on here for a long time Um, (laughs) i feel like my best advice okay this is i'm gonna give a piece of advice that i feel like i've really learned in the past like week trust your gut as an artist there will be people who know more than you who have been in this industry longer than you who are more successful than you who are making more money than you But if it doesn't feel right, then it probably isn't, you know? And I feel that mostly with me personally when it comes to releasing and recording music, just because an amazing songwriter wrote it or just because the label thinks it's a good idea, if you're not feeling it, then like, don't do it. You have to trust yourself and be your biggest fan above and before anybody else because at the end of the day like this is your life and you have to you know be at peace with all the decisions that have been made so 